Are you new to the indie publishing world? Do you want to know if self-publishing is right for you? You've come to the right place, where you'll find tips, tricks, and the answers to the questions you've always had about writing, marketing, and self-publishing. Welcome to the Hot Mess Writer's Life. Help for the indie author with me, Lynn Howard. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. It is Lynn Howard. We are live with Mr. Brian Cohen. He is known as the ad guy, author, and blurb CEO. He's a co-founder of Selmore Book Show Podcast, one of my faves, the founder of the five-day author ad challenge, which I've taken twice, and the creator of Best Page Forward. And something I want to know about before we're done is a game show contestant. Say hello, Mr. Brian. Hello, Lynn. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I've been dying for this interview. I, I, I took the first time I took your ad challenge was the first time I made a four digit income month from my books. That is awesome. The I'm first, so glad and, to hear that. And since then, I've been, you know, I, each time I take your course, I learn something new and I am now making an income from my books because of that. Yay. Well, that's Yay. music to my ears. Well, so, I mean, that's what you strive to do, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, I want to know, how did you become the ad, ad, Amazon ad guru? That's a good uh, question. I kind of like choked on guru. Um, <laughs> <laughs> guru is, is uh, it's very nice. It's very nice. <laughs> but um, Well, it's interesting. As you kind of mentioned in the bio that I, I run Best Page Forward, which writes book descriptions for the author community and, and ad copy and all of that stuff. And one thing I was finding was, hey, we would write a great blurb, we would send it over to the author, and then they would kind of get cold feet sometimes. They'd say, oh, well, I put it up for like three days and my sales went down and and so I, I, uh, I put, took it down. And it's like, well, three days really isn't enough uh, time to judge these things, but what what should we tell people to judge this on? And we kind of stumbled upon the idea of conversion rate, which I believe was first explained to me by uh, Brian Meeks. And we said, okay, well, when we send a blurb over, people should check their conversion rate, which is how many clicks it takes to get a sale. And we said, well well, what kind of clicks are they going to figure out? It's like, well, why don't they run Amazon ads? Okay. Does anyone here know how to run really good Amazon ads? And I'd had some experience. So I started diving in, learning it, studying it, and eventually uh, 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 teaching other people how to do it. And, And that was what led to kind of going from the blurb person to the ad person. So that kind of segues in when you chose the niche of helping people learn to write ads, what was your deciding factor? How did you decide, you know what, I've learned this now I want to teach the world. Well, I'm very much uh, a kind of person who, as soon as I learn something, I like to teach it. Uh, I'm not big on secrets. And so, (laughs) uh, but, but also I just, I'm a big fan of the community growing. I want the community to improve and grow. And I want people to make more money doing the work that they do. And so I said, oh, well, now that I have a a greater understanding of this, I wonder, would this work for more than just our, our clients at Best Page Forward? Could this work for 
everybody. And so we we said, let's give it a shot. And and hey, uh, for a lot of people, it has worked. It certainly doesn't work for everybody. But I think that even if it doesn't work, usually it shows that uh, the author needs to make a few tweaks, <laughs> usually uh, on their sales page, like their cover or their blurb. Like at no point is it ever, you tried ads, uh, Amazon ads, they didn't work. Well, let's go try seven other ad types because the, none of them are going to, it's it's not likely any of them are going to work better than Amazon ads for Amazon sales. And so right. we're trying to save people the trouble. I've tried Facebook ads and I try to tell people after running, you know, doing your, your course, people are on Amazon to buy books. Right. People are on Facebook to look at pictures of cats and argue about politics. Yes. <laughs> That's apparently it's all, all it true. is. Cats, dogs, and politics anymore. So you, you have a, a full paid course, which I'm hoping to take this next quarter and you have the free one. Now, yes. what, what made you decide to do a free course each quarter? I've been really inspired by seeing people do challenges, which is essentially like almost like a free teaser, but it's not just like one of those uh, webinars. It's not just here, check out 20 minutes worth of content and then decide whether or not you want to invest your hard-earned right. savings right. into something. Um, I What I like about challenges is that they're actionable, that people uh, through doing the challenge, they actually will create ads. They will actually try things. They will actually learn by doing that wonderful kinesthetic learning, as they say, where you actually do the stuff. And I love teaching in that way. And it was just the sort of thing where we did originally just have webinars leading people into the course. But once they got into the course, uh, Author Ad School, they they wouldn't always be, uh, they, they would get stuck so early in the process that I just figured, well, let's get them 25% of the way there right off the bat. And then they can decide if they want to. Uh, keep doing them on their own as you have to this point yes. or uh, or go into the course to have a, kind of a deeper learning and more support. Well, I can say firsthand for anybody that's ever seen the challenge pop up and you're wondering, there's daily videos, there's daily homework, and he explains everything. I mean, I have it written down in a notebook so that I can go back and, you know, when I'm running a new ad each time. And I did what you said, and I went back and checked my sales page, and I did have to make some tweaks. And my husband can tell you the first time we hit that four-digit month, I've been doing this for 10, 11 years now. Mm -hmm. And I I was kind of doing it as a hobby until about two years ago. And this past year, I found that challenge. And I was like, boom, we went out to eat for dinner and celebrating and doing shots and... It's literally a step by step for anyone that's ever wondered about doing the challenge. And I can't wait to do the full course. Like I'm dying to do the full course. Now, I kind of summed up and you kind of summed up the free course. What can people expect from the full course? Well, one of the things that we really like about the full course, and I, I think I just got an email about it this week, is that we know 
everybody is on a different schedule. There are different people in different time zones and not just the US time zones, the UK, Australia, all around the world. And so we have set up the course in such a way that there are actually live check-ins with uh, various members of our team. Not all of us are are up in uh, New New Zealand time, so <laughs> right. um, we we do have uh, our our uh, friendly New Zealander there to to be there, but there to answer questions live, to be there to cover a few topics, and then to answer questions live, and then we also. I've taken a bunch of the courses too. Usually it's the courses are in a teachable or a Kajabi or a something. You go watch them at, you know, at your, at your leisure and then you uh, hopefully learn it. But I, I never liked that because too many people just don't do it. So we actually have all of our modules. We rerun them every quarter live. So we, we don't re-record it unless we, you know, unless an update is update, needed. Right. But we will actually run it live. You can show up. There's a person there. We'll press play. You watch the module and you get to ask questions as you have them. And so we've really tried to bring a lot of you are there. Get your questions figured out now. Uh, ask questions in our support group, etc so that you can move forward. We're trying to do everything in such a way so that you can move forward. And the the ad course, uh, Author Ad School, is kind of geared toward that seven-day-a-week uh, support. Right, right. That's You've built a wonderful community, too. The after party and you know, the ads challenge and everything, mm-hmm, everybody mm-hmm. is so supportive of each other. And Brian actually boosts that. Make sure you go and tell somebody congratulations I like that because I'm a feel good person and I'm like you. I want everyone to succeed. I want everyone, everybody that tries to write, I want you to succeed. I cheer when I see a fellow author got a movie deal or anything like that. I get so excited. Same. Um, Can you tell us about Best Page Four? We talked a little bit about that. I know you do um, copywriting. Yes. Yes. And and (laughs) elaborate, please. uh, uh, wasn't that enough? No, copywriting is <laughs> all about short and sweet, right? Um, no. So uh, Best Page Forward, we started back in 2015, 2016, and I was uh, looking to figure out a way to combine what I was doing uh, for most of my income at that time, freelance writing, with uh, something in the author world because I really loved connecting with and helping authors. And so a friend of mine, Simon, who used to be the host of the Rocking Self-Publishing podcast, a podcast of yesteryear that is no longer in service because Simon is now a big YouTube star, but um, I know. And Uh, him. (laughs) And and so um, he came up with that idea for me of kind of combining the two. And so I started... uh, promoting this business where I would write book descriptions for people. And I was charging way too little. Uh, Joanna Penn uh, sent me an email with the subject line, crazy man. Um, <laughs> and, and said, uh, fine, you can be on the show now because you're charging so little for this service. And <laughs> that, I thought that was great. And I, uh, I have been 
kind of writing those on my own for some time. But then I started to say, well, I won't be able to keep fulfilling this demand if I'm just on my own. So I, I opted to uh, I, I opted to start training people in the in the arts of uh, copywriting, of book description writing, and now I have a team of about I think right now it's about nine writers and wow. editors, and they're working on it every week. We sometimes have dozens and dozens over the course of a week to to work on, and and it's it's been great because we've had some people come back and say. I changed my blurb and I got a BookBub featured deal or I changed my blurb and my conversion rate started to improve. I started to be a lot more profitable. And we've even moved into uh, covers and metadata research like categories and keywords and such. And we we had an author who this is this was really fun. They said, "Ah, I'm not sure I like this first one. Uh, I, I might get a refund. And we said, no, no, no. Like, we'll work on it. We'll edit it. We'll get it together for you. And and they ended up liking it so much, they bought 12 of them. Um, and these are not, you know, it's like for a cover, a blurb and metadata, it's not like $5 for that. It's, I, it's- I looked at your prices. They're reasonable. So they're don't don't make it sound like you're charging $5,000. No, I looked I know, at all. I know because some yeah. people do charge $5,000. Right. No, uh, I looked at all your prices. Sort of uh, yeah. And so uh, they went back and bought 13 and I found out they recently had their best month ever, tens of thousands of dollars and uh, certainly can't all be attributed to the, the work that we did, but uh, well, it's I mean, amazing. It's amazing do, to see what can be possible. People do judge books by the cover and by the back blurb. And so, yeah, I think a lot of that does have to do with what you guys helped with that. You know, I always tell my husband, I'm like, my books are really good if people would just read them. Like, I just need Brian to come move in and do all the outside work for me. <laughs> now, we have some big news coming up. Um, you have a, a book on emails and a Kickstarter coming. Yes, yes. So uh, the day this podcast goes live, it will actually be less than 24 hours into the campaign. So uh, this is a new book. It's kind of a, in, in a way, a sequel to a book that I wrote last year into this year called Self Publishing with Amazon Ads and did a whole Kickstarter around that. And that was so fun. Decided to do it all over again, write a new book focused on email marketing. Now, I've read a lot of books uh, for how-to books on on publishing and it's it's the sort of thing and we've all done it like you and I will both raise our hands on this one, Lynn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how many of you out there in the listening world have ever bought a book on publishing or marketing and then tried to skip around to the good parts? <laughs> what? I would never. Never, never in a never. million years. I'm raising my hand, by the way. <laughs> raising my hand. Um, so I wanted to make a book that was in a way uh, – uh, you could not do that. And, and you had to follow it from beginning to end so that you understood the philosophy. But at the same time, there was a reason behind it. 
And so the reason behind uh, uh, people not wanting to skip around is that there is actually a story woven in through the book. And inside, I am working with a student, an author, who is trying to learn the ropes of email. And in this particular book, our, our wonderful student is named Nina, and she wants to do everything that's brand new. She wants to do try everything. She wants to be uh, chasing all of the shiny objects in the publishing world. And uh, she wins this coaching. Uh, she wins this enrollment in this year-long coaching program where the focus is email. And right from the get-go, she says, well, can we change that up? I, I don't understand why we should focus on email when that's so old, you know, email is losing its effectiveness. Like, what's the point? What's the point of doing email? And so part of uh, my journey as a coach in the book is to convince Nina and the reader of the book that email is still here in 2022 and beyond remains one of the best ways to connect with readers and to continue connecting with readers. And so there's a lot of how-to explanatory stuff in the book, but the thing I'm the most excited about is sharing the story of uh, the emotional journey that an author will go through when trying to figure out this email stuff. Oh, because it's hard or something? (laughs) Something like that. I don't know. You said skipping around and I just happened to have my phone in my hand, how to write a sizzling synopsis. I may, I may or may not skip the homework each time because I'm usually laying on my couch in the dark reading. I know you're not the only one. I certainly love encouraging people to do the exercises in sizzling synopsis. Uh, at some point, like chapter eight or chapter nine, I, I actually call out the people skipping around and say like, well, if you skip to this chapter, welcome to the book. And um, I, I had a few reviews that that liked that uh, liked that little call out there. I should have mentioned when I was introducing you that you're a part time comedian and into <laughs> improv as well. Because <laughs> half true. of your videos are they crack me up. I oh, sit there you. chuckling. So what what can we expect with the Kickstarter? So much. Oh my goodness. And where can we find it? Like there's a Kickstarter is the big, that's the word of the year. Yes, it is. OMG. And why would that be? Oh, it, it might have something to do with uh, Brandon Sanderson pulling in $45.5 million Ooh, from a I've never Kickstarter even tried campaign. one. And even I want to try one now. I know. I, know. I want I want to get my books on audiobook so bad. That's a good place to do that sort of thing because- yeah you can set a reasonable goal and then try to exceed it so that every single, like if you set a pretty reasonable goal, like $250, $500, you'll at least be able to cover some of the audio. But, um, and $45 million wouldn't hurt. I mean, $45 million wouldn't hurt. Yeah. You know, it's a nice cushion. <laughs> you end up somewhere between two fifty and $45 million. You're, you're in good shape. You're well, from what shape. I understand, he went and was like donating to other uh, was, indie yeah, authors and that. stuff. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. I don't fault him for that. I mean, he's a brilliant uh, writer, yeah. for one thing, brilliant marketer. I mean, shoot, do you, boo? If there... 
whenever there is backlash about these sorts of things, usually uh, the people having the backlash are either they have not had success to that point or they are extremely, extremely jealous of the success the other people have had. I always, I always compare it. I used to clean houses. I actually had a housekeeping company years back, uh, oh, nice. 2008, 2009. It was pretty successful. I had big monster, monster houses. Mm-hmm, and people, mm-hmm. does that make you jealous going in there? I'm like, these people are working 16 plus hours and they've got master's and doctorate's degrees. Why would I be jealous of that? Yeah. I don't do that. You know, I, I worked my eight to 10 hours and I'd go home. Yeah. Yeah, I made decent money doing it. 2009, it crashed when everybody was losing their jobs, but yeah, that's, that's okay. And that's yeah. kind of when I, when I started my writing career, when there wasn't podcasts and all this stuff out there that people can find now. But I think having all this stuff has kind of hurt authors too. Because like you said, they're trying to do all the shiny new things. You're right. That's why I had to put that persona into the book because I know so many authors would identify with a a person who is pulled in a lot of different directions. And the, I, I was uh, finishing up the final chapter of the book just the other day. And I, I kind of came into some fun, like uh, uh, the resolution of the, of that person's journey uh, of, of someone who is a shiny object person, how do they get out of it? And a lot of it become is, comes from a realization that you don't have to go wide. Uh, you yeah. don't have to go broad. You can go deep. And you can still have very specific shiny objects within a subject. Um, You you don't have to go to the conference that has 70 different panels and learn everything. One of the reasons I don't go to 20 books, that's overwhelming. It's a a great conference, but it is a lot. There's no question there's a lot. I, Um, I I was one of those shiny people. Even up until about a year ago, every time something came new, I even tried to be on all the social medias and mm-hmm. it got overwhelming. And I I keep like tooting your horn here. I came across your ads challenge and I told my husband, this is what I'm focusing on. And so I have, I think, awesome. 10 ads running right now. And like I said, I'm actually, I'm making an income now from just the books, not from anything else I'm doing, that alone because of those ads. And then now, since I feel like I've, kind of gotten the hang of it. Now mm-hmm. I'm sizzling synopsis and, you know, I'm going to be working on the emails and, you know, so I'll be one of your first buyers. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be awesome. one of your first Kickstarter supporters. You're going to see me waiting by the, the, the computer at like midnight. Clink. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We, it, it's going to start in the afternoon. So you just be ready. Oh, okay. So you I don't, don't have, have to get up. Stay up all night. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> We try to launch it when we're about to like we I don't click the button until I'm like halfway through a webinar and then I launch it while a bunch of people are live. Are and that's watching. actually yeah, that's a good that's a good tactic generally when you're doing a Kickstarter. It generally people do start it kind of just oh, it'll start right at the beginning of this day. But yeah. why not have like a little party going? That's kind of fun. I like that. Yeah. So yeah. It's, well where 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 is it going? We try that again. Where is it going to be? You're going to sure. be like on your channel, on your podcast. Where? So I'll be I'll be doing a webinar uh, called "The Five Myths of Email Marketing." It'll be done by the time this podcast goes live. It'll be 
uh, eight hours completed. Um, but the uh, once it goes live, the campaign will be at kickyouremail.com. And so if you go to kickyouremail.com between now and June 30th, 2022, you would be able to contribute. There's uh, a bunch of different levels we're going to do. Get this, a grow your email list challenge. Oh, okay. So there will be a challenge. It's Kickstarter only. So only people who back the Kickstarter will be able to participate. I'm in. I'm um, in. Cool. Got number one. Um, <laughs> you, yes. yes sold. Um, but the um, there's also going to be a, a two day live event, uh, a virtual event that is only email. I've never seen anybody really do this, so I'm excited about it. We have just like your usual weekend conference. There's about uh, ten speakers, uh, all very good folks like Jamie Albright and. Uh, Monica Leonel and 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 a bunch of uh, cool folks, Damon Courtney from Book Funnel, but the only topic being discussed is email. It's all email, all specific areas of email marketing for the whole weekend, and so it's kind of the anti big conference with seventy different ideas. It's totally focused on email, and and that is going to be one of the backing levels, and then. I'm also doing an email vault. I'm opening up all the emails I've written for fiction and nonfiction so that you can beg, borrow, and steal them and and use them for inspiration. And so uh, it's, it's going to be a lot say, of fun. I don't know why anybody would say email is dead because that's – I get all my stuff through email and I, you know, I find new challenges through email. I find new courses through email, you know, things like that. So I'm not – the best at remembering to send emails out regularly. Um, (laughs) I have tips for that in the book. (laughs) Well, I have, I actually have a VA now um, (laughs) and she has a schedule for me and she has put reminders somehow on the schedule that dings from my phone because I forget (laughs) to do Instagram because you know, you get to doing stuff, You, you know, the podcast and the editing and I don't know how you haven't lost your voice. Start sounding like Tony Robbins at some point, as much as you have to talk. <laughs> Every but, so often, I do. It's because I'm <sighs> consistently, you know, my sipping here. My yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the uh, I, I'm constantly sipping uh, throat coat tea. So I, you know, I do uh, lemon water. Nice, very smart. Nice. I have, as you can hear, a raspy voice naturally. I mean, it's because she has smoked. I sounded like this at four years old. I've always <laughs> you were smoking had, at four years I, old. I was a rebel. I'm just saying, totally. you know. Totally. I, yeah. So I blow my voice real easily. So if I go, I only do one convention a year. Like I go with my books to one convention a year, and it's my favorite one in Illinois. I have to request this year that she not put me near the fountain. Because by the time I go home, I have no voice because, again, it's strange to me when people come up to my table and they know who I am and they know my books and they want to talk to me. And, well, of course, I'll talk to you. And then I have no voice left because I'm yelling over the ambient noise and the fountain and everything else. But you have your podcast. Actually, you have three, don't you? At various points, I've had had a ton. So currently, 
sell more book show podcast is, is my the, favorite. It's a big thing. Thank you. Um, myself and Claire Taylor, who I love Claire. She cracks me up. She's so funny. <laughs> she is so funny. Um, she, she gets mad and she gets quiet. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can definitely hear, hear when that's happening. Um, thankfully I have never incurred that wrath and I, I would not, I would not want to, um, and so that comes out every Wednesday, kind of just like yours. And then, um, oh well, that's why because you're taking my audience. Okay, no, no, no. Well, you could move to Thursday. No, I'm gonna have um, to now. Yeah, see. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the best page forward has a podcast that I think is currently in hiatus called Blurbs Sell Books, uh, which is a, a great show uh, about about book descriptions specifically, but I've had two other shows. I did a comedy show with Claire way back when, which has been discontinued, scrubbed from the internet. It was, it was not safe yeah. for work. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I previously did a show, or I previously did a couple of shows, Relentless Authors Advertise, uh, which was kind of just a one season thing. And then I did a show called The Split, which was about, uh, which was a book review show from an author and reader perspective. And that was a lot of fun. So I'm always scared yeah. to review books because I'm scared of people like, oh, I'm going to get you now. So yeah. I don't even, half the time, I, unless it's something I love, I won't well, it mention. It was all trad pub stuff where no author's going to ever even listen to it. So have you ever trad pubbed? I have not. I have not. Have you? I've- I have, and I hated it. Oh, no. I hated it. I don't, I'm kind of a control freak. If, if you ever go back and listen to my podcast or my YouTube channel, I say that a thousand times. I'm a control freak. I, I hated my covers. Um, I, you know, debut book with a debut author a hundred years ago, they put it at $6.99. And for an ebook for a brand new author at six, yeah. and that's, that's yeah. when, you know, self-publishing was first coming out and like, so, you know, I had all this competition and then splitting my royalties and not having any say in a lot of stuff. I hated it. So, yeah. so I, I tried it two or three times. I can't remember. That was it. I've been, I've been self-published since. And I did, I did the faux pas. I did 99 cents for the longest time. Well, and that, my was hu- the, that was the way for, it, for a long yeah. time. So that, that's well, just recently, my husband and my best friend, my husband's an artist. He's has, he works for a very large, uh, courier company. I'll say that. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. my best friend owns two businesses. She's a dog groomer and she owns a kennel. Technically she owns three, but she doesn't actually have anything to do with the third one. Both of them pressured me into raising my price. Since I raised them to two ninety nine, I'm selling way more. That's awesome. It, it was like, cause I was so scared that people were like, oh no, it's not worth it. I'm like, you know what? I am worth it. I put a lot of time into these books, you know, a yeah. lot of money and editing and cover art and everything else. So yeah, I'm learning from all y'all. Like you would think being <laughs> as in, in the game as long as I have been that I would know, but my other favorite podcast is gone. They shut down. Uh, six figure. Authors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. so sad. Well, I almost cried. <laughs> uh, I would, you know, have hope because prior to Six Figure Authors, Lindsay and Joe were on the um, the the Sci Fi and Fantasy Marketing podcast, and and so I think Lindsay will get the 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 urge again to podcast. The bug, yeah, yeah. They all had their own reasons, and I respect because I'm gonna, I'm getting ready to go on hiatus myself in two weeks. I think you're my 
third to last for the summer because I'm, you know, I'm gearing up for some other things right now. But yeah, yeah I'm fixing it on just until after the show in September is when I'll come back. I needed a break. I needed a you break. You deserve a break. We all deserve a break. <laughs> well, and I've got the two podcasts that I'm trying to build a business on the side that I this not book related. So um, how did you meet Kristen Bell? Oh, I saw that question. on your website. I like it. Okay. <laughs> so um, 2012, I believe. Uh, it was either 2012 or 2013. Uh, my wife and I, we, we weren't married yet. We were get, getting married. Uh, the day that my wife went wedding dress shopping, I was alone. And you know, who knows if this would have happened if I wasn't alone, but I was uh, sitting around and Hey, this brings everything full circle, right? I was getting the updates from the show that I really liked Veronica Mars. <laughs> and I got an update that said, hey, there's this Kickstarter campaign starting today to try to fund a Veronica Mars movie. And I said, ooh, I'm interested in this. How interested? I was interested enough to say, well, you know, we could always get a refund on this high-end purchase to go to the Hollywood movie premiere (laughs) of Veronica Mars um, and the after party. And... My wife uh, said, oh, wow, that was quite a decision you made. And uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. And so we we helped to fund the movie. It was created. Uh, the next year we went to Hollywood and went to, I think it was at the Gra- Grauman's Theater. And we, uh, we went to the after party and got to meet folks like uh, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard and uh, the creator of the show and, and all of these people that had been in the show, but we had a great photo op. They had like one of those photo companies that was taking party photos and just the, the stars were up there with silly hats and stuff and you got to pose with them. And so my wife and I posed with Kristen Bell and, and and a few other people. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's, yeah. I've only met musicians. I haven't really, I can't think of any actors that I've met. Musicians are still cool. Well, and I, I don't fangirl over musicians because I grew up with music. My daddy was a musician. Mm-hmm. Actually, I married a musician. He doesn't play anymore, but I grew up around them. So I never fan, I met, let's see, Poison, Counting Crows. Oh, cool. I can't even, I was a teenager. I can't remember that. Yeah, 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 that. Yeah. I was a hundred years ago. What, what game show was that picture from? Okay. So, uh, about a year before that, uh, all happened. Uh, it was a, a pretty wild couple of years. I was actually, I auditioned for and got onto who wants to be a millionaire. Oh my God. How'd mm-hmm. you do? How'd you do? Oh, it was great. Uh, we, uh, the host at the time was Meredith Vieira. Uh, it was the syndicated version. No fastest finger. So everyone who got into the waiting room, got into the green room, was going to be on the show. And I got nine questions. I got through nine questions and I walked away with $20,300. Dang. Which paid for the wedding and not much more. No. <laughs> Hey, you could have done like my husband and I. We just went to the courthouse. Mm, that's <laughs> true. Actually, we could have. 
we're renewing our vows. It's 15 years next year. So we're renewing our vows. We're going to have, it's going to be very, very um, unorthodox. He wears shorts and t-shirts every year, like every day, Mm -hmm. year round, winter included. And we're in Missouri. So I don't know if you know about winners in Missouri. I (laughs) want to wear a gown that actually I chose this time. So I'm going to wear a gown and I told him he can wear his t-shirt, but it has to be a tuxedo t-shirt. Love it. So, (laughs) and our first dance is probably going to be something really stupid, like the thriller dance or, you know, I don't know, something like that. Cause we're weirdos. We did uh, 500 (laughs) miles by the proclaimers and had a choreographed (laughs) dance and it was like goofy and great. Well, did did you watch everybody loves Raymond? Uh, No, no. Okay. You have to go when we get off here, go YouTube and find Amy and Robert's first dance. I sent that to him. I'm like, there's our first dance. I got it. We're doing it. It's either that or we're doing dirty dancing. So he need, which means I need to you need, lose you a few both pounds. Need to practice the lift. Well, yeah, I, I need to lose a few pounds for him to with his bad back to be able to lift me. But <laughs> <laughs> you could make it where the groom's party all helps lift. <laughs> Brian, that just sucked so bad. <laughs> I didn't mean for any reason like that. I meant for so that you didn't hurt your husband's back. I hate you so much. Uh, I I think you just took me the wrong way here, but you hear the laugh. I don't get offended at all. Like that was hilarious. Well, you're talking about Veronica Mars is your favorite show and how that show wasn't not safe for work. And I'm like, yeah, I got to catch up on the boys and the walking dead's coming back. Oh Oh, yeah. It's ending. I have very, I don't watch girl stuff very much. I Mm -hmm. watched Bridgerton. I did watch Bridgerton. Bridgerton is fun. I yeah. love it. Yeah. But Outlander, if we're going to go historical, <laughs> we're going Outlander. Yeah. Now, before I release you, can you give us the websites and anywhere you can be found? Sure. Well, talking uh, options, make them endless. Okay. Happy to do it. Uh, and thanks, you know, for having me. This has been fun. Oh, it so, was a blast. Yeah, good. Uh, so you can check out the self-publishing and email marketing Kickstarter at kickyouremail.com. That runs through June 30th. Uh, you can listen to the Selmore Book Show. After you listen to this show, you can listen to the Selmore Book Show on Wednesdays or Thursdays uh, at uh, really anywhere podcasts can be found, sell more book show. And then my challenge that we were talking about, the ad challenge, the next one's in July. And you can find that at authorsadvertise.com. I, and I highly recommend taking it. This is your first time, or if you've never succeeded at doing Amazon ads, I highly suggest taking that course. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. I don't know if I've ever laughed this much in a freaking interview. I'm, not, I'm like, I'm wiping tears and I, I actually video record my podcast. So people are going to see me wiping mascara away as I'm laughing. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> I'm happy to provide that visual for everybody. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> All right, Brian. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lynn. If you've enjoyed this episode of A Hot Mess Writer's Life, Help for the Indie Author, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And I'd love if you'd leave a review. See y'all next time.